welcome to the Facts Podcast with me, Paul. Um, again, no Jono. I do believe he is still alive. Um, he's just busy with his PhD um, and cancelled on training this morning as well. So I just, yeah, I don't think his head's in it. I don't feel as he's committed to the three people that download this podcast. But here we are. Never mind. So today we're going to talk about why you're weight fluctuates and how we can, one, see in a different light, change how we view our mindset towards that number on the scale, how we can make it not ruin your day, and how we can measure progress without having to weigh yourself. It's actually really, really simple in saying it, but a lot of us are emotionally attached to that number on the scale because we stand on it and then that number basically dictates if our day is going to be a good day or a bad day. Um, never anything in between. Um, even if you maintain your weight, don't change, don't go up, don't go down. People will still have a bad day. Um, yes, it's psychologically worrying, but here we are. So um, what I want to tell you first, how I want to start this off, is I want to make sure that you are very aware when you step on that scale, that that number does not dictate who you are or how you are as a person. The number alone can't tell you anything, really, apart from the amount of mass that you expend on this planet. And if you weighed yourself at the top of a building versus the bottom of a building, you would, depending on the size of the building, like if it was 20 floors, Empire State Building kind of vibe, you would weigh different because you exert more energy exert more mass on the planet the closer you are to it, okay? Because the gravitational pull is higher. That's all we are measuring, gravity. Amazing, right? The second thing I will say before I like get into the crux of it is everything, not everything, most of the differences on a day-to-day, so most of the fluctuations you see on your scales is water. I would say 99% of change every day is going to be water because that is the only thing that we can change rapidly. And this is why bodybuilders will cut water. This is why boxers will cut water because they are trying to make weight. Bodybuilders less so. Bodybuilders do it to dehydrate themselves to make their muscles look better, even though it's a shit strategy and it doesn't work, but that's not for me to say because bodybuilding is a joke of a sport. But here we are. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It sucks. Got the eating disorder that came with it. So weighing yourself can cause you to fucking lose your head. We can establish that pretty early on. If that is the case, stop weighing. All right? Or you can change the way you weigh. Change the way you weigh. Um, There's loads of different ways to say weigh, isn't there? Way protein, how to weigh, and the way, like pathway. Interesting. The English language is baffling. So if you lose your head, the easiest way to, to change that is to stop weighing and measure progress everywhere. Um, so if you find yourself working really hard, you're doing all the right things, you coach me, someone you see on Instagram has dictated your calories to you and you are sticking to them religiously, you are being the best you can be, all right? And your weight still goes up. Why does 
or you can reach out if it doesn't. Why is it that everybody then thinks that they're doing something wrong? Why is it that that number on the scale sort of disregards everything that you're doing right? When you know you're doing it right because you're sticking to it, you're tracking it, you're exercising, you're feeling that inner warmth of going to the gym and feeling that mental benefit, that physical benefit. You're starting to move better, sleep better, feel better. But yet that number on the scale has made you feel shit about yourself. But it's just a number. You're the only one that knows it. You're the only one that sees it. You're the only one that can stand on the scales and that number dictate to you. Yet it ruins all of your progress. Why? If that is the case, we need to look at a different way to measure progress because you're obviously doing something right. All right. Fluctuations happen. Water is the main culprit. The reason water is the main culprit is because the body is such a good regulator of water. Yay. Which is a massive benefit to us because that's how we stay alive. That's how we can go periods of time without water and still be hydrated and not die. And it's the same reason that our body gets all the processes done that it needs to because the water is the almost the key regulator behind everything. Like if you're dehydrated, you feel shit because your body can't do anything. So the reason that water is such a such a or is tightly regulated is because it is uh, one side of the seesaw to sodium. And this is why salt uh, increases your blood pressure. Basically, if your water increases, your body will get rid of it. Because obviously, you unless you eat, you've got no way of getting sodium into your body. Because we lose sodium through wet, sweat and urine and just spit, tears, etc. Right. So if you have too much water, your body will just let you pee out. That's why if you have quite a considerable amount of water in a small period of time, you pee, your pee will be clear. It'll have absolutely nothing in it because it won't even try to absorb it. It'll just send it straight up. All right, because it's already overhydrated. If you have too little water, what happens is the equilibrium, all right, switches. So you'll probably be sent fair signals. Your body will tell you you're thirsty because you've got too much sodium, not enough water, and the balance is off. Okay, it's very tightly regulated. When your water levels die, when you're dehydrated, your blood pressure increases. Your body's having to work harder. That's why you feel tired. Very simple, but it definitely, definitely works. It's not just salt that regulates it. So if you have a high salt meal, your salt will go up. If your salt goes up and you put water in, your body will just hold on to the salt and the water because it'll just be balanced. Okay until you get rid of some salt or you get rid of some water. Simple. If you eat carbohydrates, so carbohydrates are stored within our muscle as glycogen. So glycogen is what we call stored carbohydrates. Simple. For every one gram of carbohydrates, you store three grams of water, give or take. You can store 15 grams of carbohydrate in one kilogram of muscle. Again, give or take. So if you have 10 grams of muscle, 10 kilograms of muscle, we all have more than that, but let's just make it easy. You have 10, gram, 10 kilograms of muscle. That means you've got 150 grams of stored carbohydrates, so glycogen. And then that means you've got 450 grams of water. So just in that very small section of your body, you can fluctuate by 600 grams. That's, a, that's more than a pound. If you trained... 
he did some weight training or he did some walking or he didn't replenish the carbohydrates you used in that day, the carbohydrates would be used, they wouldn't be replenished, and the water that's been drawn into the muscle with those carbohydrates would dissipate. You'd, you'd lose it in sweat, water, urine, it'd just be condensed off your body, etc. You might even cry it out because you see the number on the scales. You never know. That means that you've lost 600 grams. But if you walked on the scales the next day and lost 600 grams, you'd be fucking thrilled that you lost six, 600 grams of fat. There is literally a place, a nutrition club near me. They've just opened another one in, in Hull um, who have been putting Instagram pictures on of got a little whiteboard in front of someone and said, oh, you've lost 400 grams in a day. Okay. Well, I did an Instagram post the other day and I lost four pounds in five minutes. Well, I don't understand why people are celebrating 400 grams in a day because the fluctuation is just water. Congratulations, you've lost water. Your body's not even looked at your body fat stores yet. Okay? It doesn't work that quickly. Fat takes around 72 hours to start being, to start, seeing it different from the metabolism of it. So if you've used some body fats, if you've been in a calorie deficit, it'll take three days for your body to even start realizing that and your weight to, weight to match it. And even then, you think of how little body fat you will use in three days. It's not happening that quickly. In the same way, the other way, you can overeat by a thousand calories or a thousand grams of carbohydrates. There was, um, I can link the study for you if anybody actually cares, but I don't think anybody does. Um, basically, they had three days of overfeeding people on a thousand grams of carbohydrates. So that's 4,000 calories just in carbohydrates. They had to use quite a lot of maltodextrin. So they had to drink quite a lot because you can imagine that the um, quantity of food that they had to eat for that was fucking high as shit. So the overall conclusion from that was that basically if you increase your carbohydrates to a point it took three to seven days for your body to even start storing that as body fat because what will happen is obviously first off you just replenish your carbohydrate stored within your liver your muscle and blood and then after you've done that um your body will, if your blood glucose goes up in the same way that if you give a kid sugar, you just got hyper. You'll just start doing more. Your body just says, oh, fuck it. I've got shit loads of energy now. I've got loads of food. I'm going to go and do something with it. All right. And it took seven days. I think it was either. It was this five-day experiment. I think it took seven days before body fat was actually um, stored from the carbohydrates. Fat was very low. All right. And body fat is easier to make out of dietary fat than it is carbohydrates but the premise is still the same you can still overeat back out in carbohydrates and not gain body fat but you'll gain weight because obviously you're storing the carbohydrates and the water you probably feel bloated and shit but you get to eat loads so silver linings it doesn't it doesn't happen quickly all right so when your weight changes on a day-to-day -day basis it is literally just water look if you're stressing about it but you're doing all the right things then do not stress. It will come. It will happen. I promise you.
So we need to start looking at other ways to measure. Because obviously, if our weight's fluctuating on a day-to-day basis and it's water, then how do we actually measure progress that we know isn't water? How do we measure progress through everything else? And it isn't just carbohydrates and sodium that alter our water levels in our body. Obviously, your weight will fluctuate because you have more volume of food because you've got more in the stomach. You've got more in the intestines. If you're constipated, for example, you're going to have more more stool in the colon, et cetera, and you will weigh more. All right? If you cut your hair, you'll weigh less. I mean, this, this stupid, intricate shit things that will change your weight on a day-to-day basis, and it is what it is. All right, so it's just best not to focus on it, really. It's best to just look at the number and realize that it means absolutely fuck up. So what you want to be looking at is other measures of progress. So the other measures of progress you want that would be the easiest to measure would be progress photos or circumference measurements. So if you've got a specific area of the body that you are targeting in terms of the, the amount of mass that you hold around your stomach or your bum or your legs or your arms or your chest, so if you want bigger biceps as a male or you want uh, bigger thighs as a female or vice versa, whatever it might be, just get a measuring tool. Make sure you're measuring the simplest of time and just measure it periodically. Every couple of weeks, every month, um, every third Monday of the full moon. Don't care, just measure it. Simple. Progress photos, front, side and back. Pair of shorts. Same light in same time of day every other week, every week whenever you want to do it. Don't stress about it. Compare them every month. All right. As females, your menstrual cycle is going to have a fucking huge impact on things in terms of one, when you ovulate, you hold on to more sodium. When you um, menstruate, obviously your hormones are just going fucking haywire. You PMS the week before, so you might have had more carbs. You need more calories because your uh, metabolism increases the week before your period. All these things mean that it's really, really difficult to measure your weight week on week. It's arguably hard to measure quite a lot of things week on week. So it's better to measure month on month. All right. Or cycle on cycle. You could be like, all right, yeah, I might be bloated, but on the as soon as I, as soon as you start your menstrual cycle, you take pictures, you take measurements, and you take how you record how you feel. Like are you feeling bloated? Is it a heavy one? Yada yada. Then you could look at the other stuff, the more subjective things. How do you feel? How have you been sleeping? Uh, how do your clothes fit? Like, have you got a, a specific dress, t-shirt, pair of jeans, pair of shorts that just fit better because you've been doing what you're doing? All right. Do they accent your arms better? Do they make your bum look mint? Things like that go way under the radar because the scale number's gone up. Who gives a fuck? Not slimming world. All right. Are you being more empathetic to yourself all right are you more compassionate to yourself are you doing things habitually that are better for you and aligning with your values aligning with your goals getting you to where you want to be if you want to identify as an athlete or a gym goer or someone that eats healthy are you living those values or are you just going on the scale and being like oh fuck my day's ruined already and it's six o'clock in the morning like is your strength in the gym going up? Are you squatting more? Are you squatting better? Is your movement better? Are you more sexually active? There's loads of things you can change or look at for change than just that weight. And none of them really 
you could measure on a day-to-day basis. So you kind of have to rely on trusting the process, shall we say. And that comes into the goals. Like, what are your goals? And why does that number actually sit into that goal? Because one of the things that fucks me right off is when someone comes to me and says, I need to lose a stone. Well, do you need to lose a stone if you've got surgery that needs you to lose a stone? No. All right, if you've got a, a boxing, MMA, UFC fight that you need to um, you need to be a certain weight for? No, no, no. Are you a jockey? No. Okay. So I don't understand why you need to lose a stone. Oh, well, I, feel, I felt better when I was a stone lighter. Okay. So it's not... This, it's not a stone you want to lose. It's you, you want to feel better. The ultimate goal is to feel better. It's just you've attributed that to it being a stone. All right? I don't even know what a stone means because I don't work in stones, I work in kilos. So if someone says to me, I want to lose five kilos, I'd say exactly the same thing. Why do you want to lose five kilos? All right? And it's the answer to that question. That's what your goal is. Oh, I feel better there. All right? Well, tell me what feel better is. Oh, well, I felt... Like I slept better. I ate healthily. I didn't have this head fog that I've got now. Um, my performance in the gym was better. I was running three times a week and I felt lighter on my feet because of it. Well, there you go. Your goal isn't to lose five kilos or a stone or whatever it might be. Your goals are those things. Yes, your weight is lighter. Yes, that can be measured, but it's not dictated to what you got, your goals are. All right? That... Number does not fit into any of those goals. If I said to you, you're going to wear the exact same right now, but look 10 times better, you're going to feel better and you're going to get a new 5K PB, you'd be like, okay. Because that number doesn't matter. If you looked exactly the same as you do now, but you're 10 kilos lighter, you won't be happy. Because you're not happy with how you look. That's what you need to get into your head. All right? If your behaviors are not sort of aiming for the goals and aiming for the values that you're trying to set yourself, then you need to look inwardly rather than projecting onto the number on that scale every single morning. There's only two num- two times I've ever trained someone with a certain target of weight in mind. Yeah, I might put, all right, I might, the client might come to me at 100 kilos or 105 kilos. I'm like, oh, let's aim for that 100 kilo mark. All right. But that's not going to be our only goal. Our, only, our goals are going to be like, how do we move better? How do we feel better? How do we get our habits into a place? But I might say, all right, let's make our goal, first goal 100 kilos because we know they they need to lose weight. We need to lose body fat. So let's let's lose body fat. Let's get under that 100 kilo mark. It's a very nice, easy marker. Yes, but it won't be our go-to. If they don't make that, but they're making significant progress, I'm not going to berate them for it. I'm going to be like, oh, that's brilliant because you're making other progress everywhere. But there's only two times I've actually looked at specifically aiming for that number and manipulated their diet and their habits because of it. First one is boxers. They have to make a weight. They have to not want to sleep when they go into the ring. Um, boxer protocols typically are horrific. Um, the boxing clients I've worked with in the past, the, the mindset's really easy to work with because their mindset is they will literally do everything to lose weight. You tell them to do it, they do it. It's really odd because there's usually some level of sort of, uh, I don't want to do it because that sounds hard. Whereas you can give a boxer anything, they'll be like, oh yeah, sweet, that sounds great. 
Um, and obviously, if they're fighting at 80 and they're 90 kilos, you have to get them below 80. Simple. And the other one is bariatric surgery. And some people will have to, to be able to go into general athletic. There is like a certain threshold of weight that they need to be um, for their height. It is, it is based loosely on BMI, but um, it depends if they train or not. But there have been times where people have needed like um, knee replacement, hip replacements, and they need to be under a certain weight. And we just have to get there. Um, they're the only two times I would look at specifically mo monitoring their weight and everything, and it, that being the the main goal rather than everything else. And I, right now, I only train one boxer and train zero people for bariatric surgery. So I'm pretty good at making people not focus on the weight, I'd like to think. But how do we actually change your view on that number? So first of all, we need to change your mindset towards it, the value you hold over it. Like, what do you currently identify as? And I'm not saying oh, I, you'd identify as a kettle or a teapot or, or male, female, or all the other genders that there are now. It is, what do you identify as in terms of your goals? I identify as an athlete. All right, I play I play sports of my best ability, whether that's a very good standard or a very poor standard, depends on sport, but I identify as an athlete. So I will do things that lean into me becoming an athlete or train. I will look after my nutrition. I will stretch. I will sleep. I will prioritize things that people won't do who don't identify as that. You can journal. So you can journal and put your feelings down on paper, and it genuinely makes you feel better. Increases your self-compassion to yourself. Increases a little bit of empathy to yourself and other people. And I'm a massive fan of empathy. But if you don't do it, it won't work. You can use positive aff affirmations, self-talk. Both of which, from a female perspective, really interesting. You will feel worse about yourself when you menstruate. You'll feel better about yourself when you ovulate. Because... If you feel better about yourself when you ovulate, when you're most likely to get pregnant, you're more likely to um, pursue a sexual partner. So you're more likely to get pregnant, which makes sense. And the research backs that up. When you menstruate, you hate yourself, feel shit, feel like you look shit. All right. And the psychology behind it is pretty interesting. It's something that you might want to look at. You can look at your habits. So what are the basic non-negotiables that you set yourself every day? Like my clients have five or six. Protein every meal. They have vitamin D, three to five fruit and veg minimum, two to three liters of fluid, usually water, hopefully, uh, seven to nine hours sleep and 20 to 30 minutes of exercise a day. All six of those, I, I made them because you could do that on all inclusive in Turkey. Don't have to go to Turkey, you can go to Spain, but whatever. And... You can look at how many steps you do a day. What does your social life or social situations and your social circle look like? So many S's in that. How is your sleep? Are you sleeping better? How is your anxiety? How is your mental health? All these things are, are ways that you can change your view about the weight because you can focus on these things rather than just always focusing on that number. All right? And the best thing or the most important thing I would say to people is if your behavior is changing because of that number on the scale in the morning, do so you step on it? It's up. <gasps> I didn't go. 
and you change your like you change your behavior you flip out and say what's the fucking point i'm not going to go to the gym now because what's the point it's not working yada, yada, yada. all right if those things are happening it might be time to stop weighing yourself changing how many times you weigh yourself a week a day maybe just not weighing at all focusing on the other things that we've talked about all right if you are moving the scales around because you're having you're trying to find the average or you're trying to be like, oh, is that right? That doesn't seem right. So you move where the scales are and you you fiddle with it. You take the battery, put a new battery in, or you, uh, you, I don't know, step on it two or three times and try to take the average because it keeps fluctuating. And you're like, oh, that can't be right. Again, it might be time to see how many times we're in ourselves and that number, that relationship with the number probably isn't the best right now. And if you want to get past that number, there's three ways I would do that. First one is just don't wear. A lot of people are unhappy about that because their original goal when they first come to see me is usually I want to lose weight and turn up. That is their original goal. Um, I would change the units. Like I've said, and I'll always say this, I've got no idea what stones and pounds are. I weighed myself in stones and pounds the other day and I didn't know what he meant. Like if I didn't know that, I wouldn't actually have a clue where I where I stand in a stones and pounds weight. It's 13 something. All right. But kilos, I know that I'm a roughly sort of 82, 25, that kind of area. What about pounds? Change it from stones and pounds or kilos to pounds. Like because that number's a hell of a lot bigger and it's going to come down a little bit quicker. So if you go from 200 pounds to 199, oh, that's amazing gone down we start with a one now i don't know what it means but we've gone down that's good oh yeah mm. see like see how yes like that makes sense how ridiculous it also sounds and you can weigh yourself at different intervals so i get most of my clients to weigh in every day especially at the start because it gives them the ability for me to educate them once they start seeing these fluctuations and then they question it, it's like, oh, my weight went up and I don't understand why. I've been really good. I've stuck to my calories. I've stuck to my protein. I've exercised. I've done my water. Yada, yada, yada. And I tell them, all right, well, it could be, well, it's definitely water, but it could be because of any number of factors that I've discussed, plus more. We've not even spoken about stress and sleep and cortisol and things like that, which have a massive impact on it. But these things make make up the, the plethora of hundreds and hundreds of reasons that your weight can change. But it allows me to educate them. It allows me to then focus on what their specific goals are rather than that number on the scale. If you find yourself constantly thinking about the number, constantly every action you are taking on a day-to-day basis is based on, is this going to make my weight be higher in the morning? It might be time to reach out and get my help. If you want to, Instagram, Paul underscore Ellis underscore E5. Give me a message. Let's chat. Always open to chatting. Have a great week, guys, and I'll speak to you soon.